Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. That's not the intro, Brian. What are you doing? Hmm? What? Are you okay? Huh? Is that hot in here? You're not looking so good. Are you all right? Hey, all right, Will. Are you right. are you okay, man? You just fell over. Are you all right? What? No, uh, I don't. No, wait. What are you talking about? You just fell over, dude. Like, oh no, that's no, that's nothing. It's nothing. All right, all right. Well, well, let's let the audience know what we're talking about today. No, we're talking about uh, Demogorgon today. Shout oh, out we to are. Demogorgon. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just gonna. Right. Well, so, I didn't do any research for Demogorgon. So. Oh, I did. Okay, so you're going to tell me about Demogorgon. Yeah. We're flipping the script. Absolutely. Okay, um, tell me about your expertise in Demogorgon, Brian. Well, um, I feel like it is a, a vast wealth. And uh, <laughs> well, what, what, what do you know about Demogorgon, Will? All right, so what I know about Demogorgon... The answer Demo- is nothing. Oh, uh, oh, well, Demogorgon, okay. <laughs> use, outside of uh, Dungeons & Dragons, which is, you know, we do talk about Dungeons & Dragons on the show. This and is Demogorgon. a D&D podcast, yes. The, a D, a D, you mean Demogorgon podcast? Well, today, yes, it is. Always. Anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, Demogorgon originally, outside of D and D, was based off of like a pagan or, you know, like a lot of Christian writers would mention Demogorgon, but traditionally in literature, he's like a really kind of like a shadowy figure. Like you don't really know okay. exactly. It's hard to like pinpoint exactly what he is. He gets called a lot of different things. That are not true to today's canon of Demogorgon. Okay. But um, the roots are more like, I guess, originally it was a mistranslation from Greek texts, according okay. to, to what I read, Yeah, uh, around 350 AD. Um, so he was more, or it was more of like a formless threat of some sort. That's kind of what it seems like. like. Uh, yeah, I, okay. I guess when I say shadowy figure, I mean more like, yeah, the detail of... What it what looked, it looked like. like or anything like that gotcha. hasn't been quantified at this point, right? But, Which is common for a lot of the ancient stuff. Yeah, it gets it, Demogorgon gets mentioned as a uh, let's see, like a supreme. Like this is what they say: the supreme being of the threefold world. And I looked that up a little bit because yeah, I was like, what "What's the, the what's the threefold mean? world?" Okay. It's actually, I think it's Buddhist, oh, uh, like ideology where. Um, they're talking about like these three pieces that make the world is kind of what it seems like. Uh, it consists of 
in ascending order, the world of desire, the world of form, and the world of formlessness. Okay. And I think they're mentioning Demogorgon as uh, being in root of, like, the world of the formlessness. Like, he's one of the gods of hell. Okay. All um, right. Yeah, it's... It, Okay, it, so that's the origin. That's like what the idea is based on. Yeah, that's where we first pick up on Demogorgon in text. And mm-hmm. it, it's actually something else. It's not, Demogorgon isn't what they were talking about as like, that's that's just the name we ended up coming out with. I okay. guess we, when they're talking about it in Greek history, they mean like this thing, Demogorgon, that it was called something else, but we called it this. It's the same thing. We just called it the wrong thing, I guess. Called it, ended up calling it Demogorgon. Oh, so, but it had a different name. Originally. Yeah. Okay. So you, that's what they mean by mistranslation. mistranslation. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So we go through the Middle Ages. There's mention of Demogorgon in Christian writings, and all the way up to the Renaissance, they're calling him the Demon Gorgon, uh, the Terror Demon, the God of the Earth. Those are all names that okay. they mention. Just one of the many demons in hell was the idea. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Um, or the demon in hell, or like it's very unclear where he stands in like this kind of like some people call him the creator of of the earth and the material realm. Yeah, this is the point in time where you get a real blend of like what we would now know as like traditional Christian theology and right. like the blending of the the current folklore of the area and like the the pagan theology of the area, right? Yeah, pretty much. We're, the, we're then we move into like more like traditional pop culture of writing okay. and we get into uh paradise lost you've heard of that right i've heard the name yeah i that's don't know a, much about it i don't really know too much about it i just i really like this passage from paradise lost that they mentioned demogorgon uh i wanted to read it real quick so okay. uh, of chaos and his dark pavilion spread wide on the wasteful deep with him enthroned sat sable vested knight eldest of things the consort of his reign and by them stood orcus and Aedes, mm. and the dreaded name of Demogorgon, rumor next, and chance and tumult and confusion all embroiled, and discord with a thousand various mouths. Now, okay. it sounds really ominous, right? It doesn't really focus in on like you said the name Demogorgon, yeah. But like, what do you what do you mean, yeah? And you mention it alongside of Orcus. That's like a thing we know from D anD D. It is, and also eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of looked. I was like, what's a- it's spelled A D E S, but they mean Hades. Uh, yeah, I yeah, as much. Right now, so, Paradise Lost. Uh, when was that written? A while ago. Okay. All right. So wait. Okay. So let's let's jump ahead, unless you have more to talk about history wise with pre D anD D Demogorgon. I do. I do have a, okay. li- a little bit. All right. Um, so just. Um, there was a, this guy, Johann Weyer. He's mm-hmm. a demonologist in the 1500s, which I guess is a thing in that era. Okay. Um, with, like, exorcisms and stuff. <laughs> it's been a thing throughout history, for it, sure. He's He called Demogorgon the master of fate, which, like... Okay. I, I feel like history of Demogorgon, like, really plays up the the factor of, like, godliness. When in D&D, right, right. we kind of quantified that he's not exactly a god. No, but he's god And not even really power. close. Like, Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like maybe a comparatively minor speaking, deity. like yeah. we're maybe thinking about Tiamat level. Yeah, especially when we're going like comparatively with uh, like devils. Yeah, yeah. Which is you know we have to make those comparisons. Yeah, of of all the like super powerful deity like beings in the in the universe of D anD D, demon lords are pretty much at the bottom of that tier. Yeah, so. which is like. I mean, small fish, big pond, I guess. Basically. But, basically. like, also, that's a fucking whale. Don't go near it. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, <laughs> no. So so how did, uh, so when did D&D uh, utilize Demogorgon? Um, well, they started getting into, um, like, in the 70s, they, they first put him in uh, into a book called The Eldritch Wiz- Wizardry mm-hmm. in uh, 1976. 
they this is a cool book. They introduced psionics with like the mind flare. They mm-hmm. introduced the druid, and they introduced like ancient artifacts and demons. And Demogorgon is mentioned. Nice. Um, I actually pulled up like a cool stat block of Demogorgon with like a very early sketch of what they might look like. Yeah, we should. Yeah. So Demogorgon, from my understanding, is like basically a giant like reptilian monstrosity with like two baboon heads and then like tentacles for arms yeah i think they're uh they're actually mandrels for the heads and yeah tentacles for arms he's got like this big forked tail okay and then like there's some variation between depictions of him like if you look at like out of the abyss his heads are i mean if you look real close it's like okay that's a mandrel head like some people say he's got like hyena heads yeah i've Um, always read it was baboon heads but it some are baboon heads um but in a lot of the reading, they, they say Mandrill specifically, which okay. I guess is like, I guess Dima Gorgon's brother is uh, Mandrill Gorgon or something like that. Never heard of him. I don't know. It's in yeah. it's in my later notes. Uh, okay. I'm not really too worried about Dima Gorgon's brother. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but this is kind of a cool stat block. Like I was looking at this, like this has no, very little semblance, mechanically speaking, to a current stat block. Oh, to 5e, yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely not. Yeah. But the frequency of Dima Gorgon is very rare. So it's Well, r- I would hope so. There should only be there one. There should of only him. be one. <laughs> so it's super hard to get a shiny Dima Gorgon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's definitely a legendary Pokemon. This has armor class. Negative eight? Yes. Or is it just dash eight? No, that's negative eight. So in, in first... Super easy to hit. No. Just roll that D20. In, in first and second edition, the lower the AC, the harder it was to hit. You were actually, uh, when you rolled the dice, you were trying to get as low a number as possible. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so eight uh, out of 20. That's pretty good. So to get a negative eight, you would have to have a modifier of a negative nine minimum and then roll a one. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! Yes, very difficult. Oh, to super hit, high as then. he should be. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's the equivalent that's of rolling a twelve. That's incredible no, AC. Absolutely. That's, oh wow. Okay, <laughs> so real good AC. Yeah. Two hundred hit points. Um, I imagine that's a lot. I don't. I don't know first edition all that well, but I my my uh, impression is that the numbers were a lot smaller back then. Okay, so two hundred seems fucking huge to me. Fifteen feet of movement speed, which seems so super duper low. Yeah, compared to what we do now, where it's like a regular person has thirty feet. Yeah, that's I mean, Demon Gorgon ha- is eighteen feet tall according yeah. to the stats. So, well, like, I don't know how how long around is supposed to be in first edition. I don't know. If, oh, you know, yeah, maybe the time scheme is skewed. I don't know. Uh, I'm not expert in this. Let's see what else. Anything else? Damage, uh, damage, and attack all special. Uh, he's got some special attacks, I guess. He's got cool. plus two special defenses or better with weapon hits. I don't know what any of that means. Ninety five percent magic resistance. I mean, that hmm. seems good. Well, yeah, I, I think that <laughs> that's probably a percentile dice roll. Yeah, okay. So I'm actually curious. So, if if any listeners out there are very familiar with with first edition, you can tell us what we're getting right, what we're getting wrong. But yeah. if I were to make a guess, I would say that in order to uh, cause a magical effect to affect. Demogorgon, you would have to roll percentile dice, and you have to get a 95 or higher. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's my guess. I mean, out of all the 5e I've played so far, I've never rolled the percentile dice outside of, like, this. it's fun to roll dice. Like, yeah. I've never done a meaningful percentile it die roll. definitely does not come up as much as it did in older editions, for what, sure. What... Can we talk about that for like when yeah. it would come up? Like, what's up with that? Um, the only times I can think of are the Sorcerer's Wild Magic chart. You would roll a percentile dice. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, there's a um, a magic item called oh my gosh, what it was called uh, the the Wand of Wonder, the Wondrous Rod. I can't remember what it's called, but it, basically what it is is it's a magic wand that you use it and you roll a d100. Oh and yeah, that's what comes out of and it. And so the equivalent of a d100 would be those dice, right? 
Yes. You roll both of them, and then it gives you the percentile. Yeah, you, you get, uh, there's a chance from 1 to 100 on right. this dice. So, well, yeah. that's cool. So, so the, the only thing, I, uh, it says size large, 18 feet tall, and he's got some kind of psionic ability on here. I don't know what this means, but it says 150 slash head. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Demogorgon does have some, like, psionic qualities about him as far as, like... like Very common it, with the abyssal stuff. Yeah, his, like, gaze can make you do certain things. We'll get into that later. As you said, like, the Mind Flayers came out in the same book, and I think in the beginning, like, as they were beginning to develop this mythos, a lot of the abyssal stuff and the Far Realm stuff was really intertwined. Right. So, so like, there are some video games with Demogorgon in them and, and the right. 90s and stuff. Uh, this one is called A Baldur's Gate 2. Well, yeah, um, that's a D&D game. Yeah, and you right. can actually go to... Demogorgon makes it into the material plane in this one, I guess. You oh, can like wow. actually go... You can make a sacrifice to Demogorgon in it. You can kill Demogor- the avatar of Demogorgon, banishing him back to the abyss. Mm-hmm. So that's how that works, right? You kill a demon, they go back to the abyss. Yeah, the, you, abyss the only way, to permanent, only way to permanently kill a demon is to kill them in the abyss. That's pretty so powerful. If you kill them outside of the abyss, they just... Was that the true for devils as well? It's true for our, all immortal beings. Oh, okay. Angels, yeah. devils, you got Eugaliths, uh, you have to kill them in their home plane, otherwise they don't die. Yeah, just um, put your sniper right where the respawn points are. <laughs> right. And just have them go for it, headshots, gotcha. you know? Um, but we get into, uh, what's this other video game called? It was uh, NetHack, that's right. It seems like some really linear um, linear game where Demogorgon is notably the most powerful enemy in the game. For sure. I don't really know anything about it other than that. Uh, I thought it was worth mentioning. What was it called? Uh, NetHack. Never heard of uh, it. The sequel to Hack. <laughs> no, never heard of it. <laughs> um, and then we get into Stranger Things, which is kind of interesting because right. that's what reminded me of going back to the spot was uh, the psionic thing. Because I guess they say demigorgons in Stranger Things. We've talked right. about that a little bit yes, before with a consistent mention of demigorgon on the show. But um, they, they're, the, they're like basically dogs that get sicked on these kids of, of stranger things right uh, they're they're like hmm. um they're apparently they're controlled by the mind flare which is that the dnd also like the dnd mind flare no it is super nothing like the oh DND man i've flare. never seen stranger things but you have yes it's very good and i highly recommend it uh so so in stranger things i don't want to get into spoilers because that's definitely uh something that could be very easily spoiled oh, sorry but... did i spoil at all not really i mean you just said a bunch of things that if i didn't know what stranger things was i would be like oh those are just random words. Yeah. But uh, basically, uh, Stranger Things is really tied into like a H.P. Lovecraft type of mythos. Oh, okay. And so, I mean, I guess... Like a, the Upside Down. Is the like Upside the, Down the outer is... Plane. Like, there, there's maybe an equivalent to the Abyss, but there's also, I would say, an equivalent to, like, the Far Realm. Right, it's okay. It's like the Far Realm, basically. Cool. And there are these, basically, there are who knows how many types of alien-type beings that, like, don't really compute when it comes to our world. Mm. And, like, there's this, like, master monstrosity that they called the Mind Flayer. Okay. So, basically, Stranger Things, what what they've been doing is, like, these kids are D&D nerds, and it, when they've been coming across these, like, scary things, they're, like, finding parallels between them and a specific D&D monster. So, right, the okay. first thing that they come across is this bizarre, like, beast, humanoid-ish-looking beast, and they compare it to D- Demogorgon. It's like a big raptor, right? So they're comparing it's, it to the D and D version, like this version of Demogorgon. It, they're just attaching a name to it because in okay, oh, they're just trying to. Okay. In the first episode <laughs> of the show, uh, they're they literally their their characters fight Demogorgon. Okay, and like it's this big threat, and everyone's scared, and they're about to get wiped. But then the game ends, and uh, the you know they all go home, and then that's when all the bad stuff in real life starts to happen. So 
like the do, the do name. Do you happen to know what edition of D and D they're playing? Probably second edition. Oh, okay. oh wait, wait. Yeah, second edition. Mm. Is it maybe third edition? No, no. They're. Pro- I think they're playing first edition. Because oh, wow. yeah, so it's, it's this demon gorgon. Yes. <laughs> so okay. So long story short, like the, the demon gorgon was just the thing in the game that was like the ultimate threat. So when they came across this mon- monster, it was like the ultimate threat. So they just oh, named okay. it the demon gorgon. That okay. That explains that but explains it for me. Let's actually get into who and who is demon gorgon. What is he? Where does he live? Like, um. Well, I wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, I kind of wanted to go over the history of Demogorgon because I think knowing the history is really important. Yeah, I wanted to get I wanted to get into the specifics of Demogorgon as we know him now later. Yeah, okay. So, okay. so I kind of want to talk about um, like third edition a little bit and second edition. Like we see him in mm-hmm. the Monster Manual and we see him at of second edition. We see him in some books. This Book of Vile Darkness I read. Yeah, it, it was that's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty famous one, yeah. Um, this, this is cool because Demogorgon is like a, um, like the player. I think the PCs are manipulating being manipulated by Demogorgon to like take down this dragon is pretty much what I got okay. out of it. Yeah. Um, he's in the fiendish codex. Um, like dude, there's just so much third edition stuff. So oh, like, yeah. yeah, third edition was where they really fleshed out the demon and, and devil lore. They, they, they set Demogorgon and a bunch of other, uh, demon Lords. Um, well, they, they stacked Demogorgon as the top dog, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. Uh, CR 23, but they, I think what's cool about it is they, put it in a way for you to increase their power if need be. So if you want Orcus to be more powerful, he's not. But if you wanted him to, yeah. you could, you like could do ultimate that. ultimate rivals, yeah. And then he's featured in this uh, Demonomicon of Igwilf, is, I guess is what it's called. Column of Dragons number 357. Dragon, I didn't know about it until I started researching this. It was a really cool magazine. Yep, Dragon Magazine was a big thing for a long time, yeah. Yeah, it's all the... Um, uh, I think they call him the Master of Beasts or the Lord of Beasts in on the cover of that one. Is that what he is? I thought I always thought Yinagu was the Lord of Beasts. All hail Demogorgon, the Demon Lord of Beasts. Oh, okay. I mean, that's what it says on the cover. Yeah, it I just happen to have edition it. To edition. Maybe yeah. he is uh, the Lord of Beasts. Well, yeah, well Demogorgon has lots of names. Yinagu is the the um, the Demon Lord of Savagery. That's right. He's a demon prince. He's the Lord of all that swims in darkness. Right. You know, several mm-hmm. several of those different things. You know. Right. right. Um, but this one was really cool. He was featured in Savage Tide Adventure Path, which was coming out in these magazines, mm-hmm. and that's such a cool. You basically got to go fight Demogorgon. You got to go into. Okay, so Demogorgon, I guess we should talk a little bit. He's from the 88th plane of the abyss or mm-hmm. level of the abyss. Right. Uh, they call it the Gaping Maw. It's like this big oceany place. We could talk more about it later. But um, you got to go there and fight the Demogorgon. That's pretty cool. And that seems sick as hell. Yeah. Apparently, he's going to unleash the savage tide upon mankind, causing everyone to go insane. Yeah, that yeah, Demogorgon's really tied into insanity and trying oh, to yeah. get crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we will get more into that. Okay. So <laughs> after after that, the next mention is fourth edition. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of the few demon lords actually mentioned in that monster manual. Right. And he actually appears on the mo- cover of the monster manual number two. Yes, he's he does. included inside of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had that stat block. I don't. Um, I mean, it was impressive, but there's a lot of problems with uh, fourth edition's first two monster manuals. They were underpowered. Oh really? They had to rebalance the math. Yeah. What yeah. did they? How did they tackle that? Um, they actually they came out with an algorithm that you could tack onto your. Basically, it was simple. It was oh like, my god, cut their HP in half, double their damage was the shorthand of it all. Oh, that's a nice. I mean, because you're already doing even having to add that to your monster manual is like, oh my god, yeah. really? I have and, to and alter ba- this thing I bought. So starting with monster manual three, they basically all the monsters they came out with from then on had the correct math that you yeah. needed. Yeah. So. Well. Okay. Well, I kind of want to see if I can find that stat block. It's just really hot. I don't feel so good. Maybe we should take a short rest. Let's take a short rest. (laughs) 
selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the part of the episode where I don't feel so good. And I'm taking a rest (laughs) to get a little better. Um, Hey, real talk, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us for episode 100 of the Dungeon Cast. I'm really excited. Yeah. it's it's been a wild ride, and uh, mm-hmm. I know a lot more about D and D than I used to. But a little st- bit more. I still don't know everything, <laughs> and uh, that's why Will's here. But today I'm teaching him. Indeed. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it, and uh, just thank you so much. Um, if you want to help us out, you can tell somebody about the show. That's really the best way that you can you can do some help stuff for yeah, us. For us. <laughs> um, you can also hit up our Patreon.com/slash the Dungeon Cast and. You could pledge to us there. There's lots of cool stuff in all of the tiers. Um, new content coming out as often as we can put it out for you guys. We do special monthly things on our Discord. There's a link below. Links below for all this stuff, our Twitter, blah, blah, blah. You can find us where you buy podcasts. You don't buy podcasts. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think we have some special people to thank. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Alex Pilot. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. It. These are Patreon new pa- new people to Patreon. Um, I hope you're enjoying um, Flashbang and the Surgeon, which is a superhero game I run in the tier you now belong to. Uh, let's see. We got Andrew Cook. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. And uh, Fred Bauer. Thank you, Fred Bauer. Thank you, Fred. Uh, we really appreciate you guys and uh, everything that you guys do per month for us. It's uh, it's really awesome that you are uh, part of our Patreon. And I hope you're enjoying all the benefits. So mm-hmm. um, what else we got to talk about, Will? I want to announce uh, our newest contest. Uh, as a lot of listeners probably know, there's a new juicy book coming out in November called The Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. 
Now, this book, from my understanding, is going to have all kinds of uh, character and dungeon mastering options for a brand new setting being brought to D&D. It is one of the many settings from the game Magic the Gathering, which is also owned by the same company who owns D&D. And yeah, it's just really exciting. And, uh, you know, some people have have kind of brought up like the idea that like maybe this is just a cash grab. You know, they're just trying to cash in on Magic the Gathering fans. But for me, I'm just like they've owned both of these franchises for so long and they've never crossed streams before so this is pretty exciting i mean they're both set in fantasy aren't they right like it's it's almost a no-brainer like why is it even taking this long why aren't they calling it you know magic the gathering the dungeons and dragons card game you know i don't know that would not go over well with you don't think so no that they were talking about a very very old game with a lot of hardcore fans that would feel super betrayed if you did that it kind of seems like they're you know they're they're converging here. Why it, wouldn't they converge on the other much, end? It's much more natural. D&D is a game about exploring new worlds and customizability and bringing in new settings to to fit like the game itself. So for me, it feels much more natural to bring Magic the Gathering settings into D&D. Oh, well, I, I was thinking, like, why, why isn't there a Demogorgon card? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could. I don't. I don't know if it would go over well with the Magic Gathering fans, but who's to say? I don't know because no. I don't play Magic Gathering. So. I mean, I was familiar. I, I was. I was Magic the Gathering adjacent, if you will, right. um, in the card gaming world. But like, right. yeah, I have no idea how they would feel about that. So you might, you might have right. a good point. Anyway, so we are giving away two copies of the Guildmaster Saravnica, and all you got to do to enter this contest is to share the show via social media. That could be Twitter. That could be Facebook. That could be you know, a Reddit post. It could be anything. It could be literally WordPress. a chain. It could be WordPress. <laughs> you could literally. Send an email to all the people in your address list on your Gmail account. If you send me proof, if you send us an email with a, with a snapshot or a link to one of the things that you've shared by sharing, you know, of sharing the show, I will enter your name onto the list. And yeah, so God, the idea we- here, it, the idea here is to to just share the show, however, by whatever means necessary. Word of mouth. Word. Well, what if, word of mouth. No. Word of internet. <laughs> word of internet. Yeah. Yes. So. Dude, what if we get a crazy chain email that's like. If you don't like the dungeon, if you don't go listen to an episode of the Dungeon Cast in the next five minutes, <laughs> you'll you'll be a plague on your family, and your mother will perish. Or you whatever. know what that sounds like to me is an entry into this contest. It so, does, yeah. <laughs> so send yeah, send us a chain email. So yeah, just send me don't send wish, me don't a wish snapshot, send parents. me a link. You could share it on Twitter. You could share it on your Facebook page. You could share it wherever on the internet is easiest for you to yeah. spread the word about the show. If you can prove that you did it to us by like. You know, hashtag Dungeon Cast on Twitter, or you know, if you send an email, send the email to us, or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. If you can prove it to us, you get entered in the contests. So you know, if anybody's been running our contest before, same same rules pretty much. Plus, you get more opportunity. And uh, we'll be announcing the winners on November twentieth, which is the date that the book's released. If you take a video and send it to us on like Twitter or whatever of you telling somebody, some stranger on a bus that to watch the Dungeon <laughs> Cast, we will count that as an entry. Sure. And I'll make sure Will adds yeah. you to the list. I will add you to the list. <laughs> okay. That's Let's call this rest uh, longer. Rested. We yeah. don't rested. It's rest yeah. over. <laughs> rest. Okay, back to the show. Back rest to the over. Show. <laughs> oh, man. We're back. Indeed. You feeling better? Huh? <laughs> Let's keep talking about Demogorgon. Tell me about Demogorgon. Right? I, I really, oh, I really want to tell you about Demogorgon right now. All right, I think I will. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's move on to fifth edition, the Demogorgon we all know and love. Okay, right? You love Demogorgon, right? Sure, I do. <laughs> uh, so everybody has seen this book cover, Out of the Abyss. 
that's my boy, Demogorgon. It's a very nice looking book cover for sure. So that art is kind of misleading compared to what we've been speaking about because he's supposed mm-hmm. to have like these snake like heads where like there's this uh, depiction of him and from the three E lore where he's got like these really long serpent neck and uh, the heads. Are, oh, yeah. You know, Sometimes like, he's. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're but saying. in this one, it, I don't know if you can't see it because of the angle, but it looks like they're just a fixed like normal heads just trying to take up that same spot. That's real... been the traditional uh, imagery of Demogorgon since fourth edition, at least. OK, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a lot of the descriptions describe like the because he's supposed to have like this uh, reptilian body. Yeah, he I does. Guess. So like yeah. the snake heads kind of make sense and like these yeah. real long like tentacles, like yeah, tentacle of great arms. old one esque and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Anyway, everybody knows that. So pretty much in Out of the Abyss, um, all of these demon lords, including Demogorgon and some of the other notable ones, get summoned into the Underdark, mm-hmm. and everybody in the Underdark is going insane. Your the your players are supposed to go down there and kind of do a little tour and figure out what's going on a little bit. Right, and they're getting help from NPCs and stuff like these mages that are up to no good or up yeah. to up to trying to fix these problems, and. Basically, the goal is to get all those demon lords gathered in one place so they can duke it out and have yeah. a sick battle. Yeah. And Demogorgon stands on top like mm-hmm. he always do, the mm-hmm. true prince of the Yeah, Abyss. I think the canon ending is that Demogorgon wins that fight. Um, I think Orcus might be a secondary option, and then it gives yeah. you the option to you can kind of put whoever you want on top there. Yeah, so yeah, um, adventure. I mean, they could you could win because it. I, I remember reading in the module like you give the option to your players to rest beforehand so they can oh, be no, at full no, spec. What I meant was like you have the option of deciding who wins the oh, fight yeah. between the demons. And right. Demogorgon and then, is the cannon and I think they have a little sub cannon or it could be Orcus mm-hmm. and then after that it's just like but you can make it whoever you want. And then the PCs are supposed to go in and clean up whatever's exactly. left. Which, exactly. You know in this case like you said canonically Demogorgon or Orcus whoever. Right. Probably Demogorgon though. Yeah he's um, the cannon winner because he should be the most powerful uh, with Orcus being a very close second, like a very Vegeta Goku kind of yeah. thing going on. Apparently, um, Demogorgon was slain by Dritz Duorden. Well, I mean, it, yeah, in the, I don't know if that, there was a novel that came out, but that there might is. be the canon of yeah. Out of the Abyss. R.A. Salvatore's novel, uh, <sighs> Archmage. This makes me roll my eyes. Okay. Really? Yeah. How come? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like there's a, it, there's a lot of things wrong with Dritz as a character. Oh, we'll talk about that in the Dritz episode. Okay, cool. <laughs> Nobody freak out. It's okay. We like, are we fans of Dritz? I feel like I should be. I mean, I'm ambivalent towards him. Okay, yeah. that's fair. that's good enough yeah. for me. Um, so we kind of talked about what Demogorgon looks like, right? He's uh, um, yes. Yes, he's do. a Tanari. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, he's somewhat humanoid, mandrel, baboon face. Mm-hmm. Sometimes hyena, right. depending on like you know, that's kind of like Roman and Greek depictions of gods. Sometimes they they vary from right. Right. You know, it's like that game telephone, maybe. I don't know. Sure. Like yeah. Tell, a bunch of people told you they saw a baboon face, but then like, you yeah, remember he had hyena? hyena face. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> that's scary too. So these two heads that Demogorgon has, they're actually split personalities. Indeed. They're, one of them is obsessed with. I think it's the left head is um. Amil, 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 and Hethrodiah, which is easy to say. Mm-hmm. One of them is uh, concerned with deception mainly, and the other one, destruction. Okay. But they plot secretly against each other to either kill and possess the form of Demogorgon themselves or, right. or right. conjoin the personalities to be one. Yeah, he is two people, essentially. Yeah. And uh, both want to control the whole. It's cool. I, I read something about, I forgot what it was, but... Um, people summoning like an avatar of Demogorgon to serve them, but there's a flaw in the process where they take on the aspect of one of the heads more than the other one. So right. like you get a variation of these like servants, right. if you will. That's pretty cool. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So these, uh, 
it's basically like with this duality, um, it's just his twin persona. I mean, he's got like these blue scales on him. Um, I'm sure that adds to like his good armor class. I don't right. know. Do you happen to know the stats of like the current Demogorgon? Off the top of my head, I think he's a challenge rating 26. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, that's all I really got. Yeah, yeah. he's strong as hell. Yeah, I very mean, powerful. Yeah. Um, he's got these forked tails. They, like, they do all this crazy shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. he, like, hits you with his tentacles and, like, causes, like, this leprosy-style decay oh, wow. across your body. That's pretty and, cool. Like, I like that. You, like, laying shit to waste. His heads, like, the gazes do different things. They, like, if they both look at you, he can hypnotize you and, like, make you do his bidding i yeah. guess i, I mean, don't know Gorin's very much about dominating everything around him yeah. yeah apparently he's comfortable in the water i mean he would according to like where yeah. he's from the plane it's There's like a lot of water yeah. big ass ocean pretty much with yeah. like these and he's giant on rocks island, coming right? out of it yeah yeah he's uh he's on like these two spiral like serpentining towers that mm-hmm. are conjoined at the top near a bridge and mm-hmm. it's kind of like okay these like like the two heads of demogorgon almost like some symbolism right there. right I, I like that um and that's where he rules the this plane of the abyss from and apparently like every piece of land like is kind of like these towers except mm-hmm. for like this one jungled area yeah i was gonna say what about the jungle yeah, yeah lemoriax i yeah. think is what it's called okay. and um Apparently it's real fucked up there. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's in the abyss. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess there are other, I was reading that there are other cities in the abyss that are kind of like, you, I guess if a mortal would frequent that area, it would be kind of taking some getting used to, but it, more normal comparatively than this island that Demogorgon. Demogorgon does travel there and has a palace there that he rules from apparently right, on like a yes. high point. Yes, he does. Um, yeah, apparently it's shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I figured um that was more of a I guess I'll be you in this instance and be like, "Oh, I guess we'll do a future episode on that." Oh, on uh, that that like an, an Atlas Exterior. Yeah, exactly. Mom. Okay. That yeah. sounds good. We could do that. Like maybe we could uh plug in a bunch of different um layers of the abyss that we could Sure, kind of yeah. Talk no, about. That sounds that sounds good. Did they did you ever get into the relationship between Digan and Demogorgon? Yes, because apparently that tower that Demogorgon rules from goes so deep down into this layer of the abyss, it reaches into the next layer of the abyss mm-hmm. where Dagon is, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they talk, apparently. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, um, I actually, I have like a list of people that, uh, or people, <laughs> other demons and stuff that Demogorgon knows. Uh-huh. Um, where is it? Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll get into that a little bit. Um yeah, yeah, let's get into it now. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't know. So, did I miss anything? Sorry, I got lost a little bit here. I am uh, got starry-eyed over Demon Corcon. <laughs> um, I talked about the hypnotization. I talked about, oh, his tail, dude, is whip-like tail. I guess it just, like, sucks the life out of people. Oh, nice. He's got, like, a life-draining attack. Yeah, and then um, I talked about the tentacles, and I talked about, uh, let's see... Yeah, okay. I think we should talk about... Yeah, so uh, I know like he's got a rivalry with Orcus. I know that he's got an alliance with uh, Dagon. My understanding, he's probably at serious odds with, like, uh, Grotz and a bunch of the other... Yeah, it's, like, real Yanagu. hard things to say. Um, yeah. Grot, uh, Fraz Urblu. 
Oh God, yeah, him. Mm. Yeah, they none of them like each other. Oh, and no, here it is, no, man. They're all they're all rivals. They all fucking hate each other. Mandrillagon, that's Demogorgon's brother. So that's I guess <laughs> Never that's somebody. Heard of this dude? Yeah, I couldn't find a, any information beyond this, so I don't know if it's real or not. But apparently, there's somebody named Mandrillagon, which kind of makes sense because the mandrill head, like the baboon head. Uh huh. Like, I mean, yeah, sure. Okay, I could definitely see. Maybe it's the sun. I saw a drawing of the mandrill face, the uh-huh. baboon face, yes. and then, you know, a humanoid body with a forked tail, and, like, instead of the tentacles for arms, it was just, like, these kind of, like, troll hands where they're real long, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much it. That's it was, And it was, like, a like a homemade sketch, you know? It was, like, pretty sure it was colored in with colored pencil or crayon. Okay, that doesn't sound canon. No, okay. but it was in uh, the Wikipedia. <laughs> All right, well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um Let's see. Abraxas, I guess, is a minor demon lord that serves him. Okay. Um, that controls the 17th layer of the abyss. It's mm-hmm. called Death's Reward. Um, let's see. How do you say these, some of these names, man? Ilsidaher? Il- okay. That controls the 90th layer. Near, It's kind of like near... I guess they're... If you call on it the 88th layer and the 90th layer, I guess that signifies that they're close together in some way. Um, it pro- Okay, so... The abyss, the way it's set up, is it's not it's not really like, like okay, like the ninetieth layer and the ninety first layer aren't like one on top of the other. Not like an onion. Yeah, not like an onion. It's not like an onion. But uh, basically, they're they're kind of numbered in in the the number that they're discovered by mortal kind. Okay, and I so see. they are. It, so yeah, like ninety ninety one have a direct connection. Probably that's, like it was yeah, discovered. I went next, through the so, wormhole or whatever to get to the next exactly, one. Exactly. Okay. So that's kind of how it works. So space is not really like a. It's hard to. Yeah, it's not. It's not like normal. The, they're they're numbering them as the best they could do, but yeah, maybe exactly. it's even like the like, numbers are arbitrary. Yeah, frankly, pretty so. much. But yeah. apparently, it has some some relevance to space according to this. Okay. Um. Let's see. Uh, we talked about Dagon. Uh, so what is is Dagon a demon lord or is that a great old one? Uh, I know in H.P. Lovecraft, Dagon is a great old one. Oh <laughs> well, yes, yes. In the, in five E, he's a demon lord. So in in Dungeons and Dragons, um, we we talked about the Oberinth in the oh that's this right. Episode. He was originally an Oberinth. That's um, right. He is now a demon lord, but he's still an Oberinth because that is what he is. Okay. But he also has his own layer of the abyss, and he kind of got with the status quo. Essentially, he's basically he's one of the very few Oberinths that are like this is the new, this is the way things are now. I'm a demon lord. I ain't fucking around with that over shit no more. That's right. We kind of talked about yeah. this, right? How how Dagon is manipulating Demogorgon by right. like whispering to each head. Exactly. Like yeah, he, telling he pits him the heads against each other. Like Dagon's supposed to be like a genius intellect and all this other stuff. Anyways, uh, they just named him Dagon after the the deity Dagon from Lovecraft's work. Yeah, so which it's, is an underwater Leviathan monstrosity. Yeah, which is what Dagon is. It's kind of the sim- the symbolism's there too. Like you go so deep down the 88th layer under the ocean there's Dagon, like right. very far just far so, realm yeah it's just on, chilling. it's like a par- weird parallel your tower's really dope so <laughs> aside from the <laughs> tower's really dope <laughs> aside from those uh like b- those are pretty much like major players in demogorgon's life right um there's some smaller people i think we can hit it you know pretty quickly here mm-hmm. but one of the major ones is this i don't know can you help me say this one Ixit satchel Ixit satchel they're basically they're manta rays. Mm-hmm. They look like manta rays, and they are like so. Demogorgon lives in his tower, right? Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of his tower is this briny ocean. Mm-hmm. The there are krakens in there, and yeah. these um, ixisatchels or whatever, and they're all like giant demon manta rays. Yeah, they're all r- waging war on each other down there oh, or wow. whatever. But they're paying homage to Demogorgon, yeah. and they're he like, loves the chaos. I'm sure. Yeah, and yeah. And, and they're they're all worshiping. So these um, 
apparently these exit the manta ray guys they yeah. are um apparently they love to go and find humanoids that live underwater like um the tritons or something like that okay. and yeah. they like to kidnap them or kill them and sacrifice them in the name of demon gorgon okay so that that's just like that's just something he's got going for him right um so he's ravaging the ocean with these ex- these man. manta ray demons mm-hmm. those <laughs> <laughs> i saw i even looked at the pronunciation the like it's i x i t x a C-H-I-T-O. You're not supposed to be able to pronounce that, is what I'm getting from that. I mean, the wiki no, had a pronunciation, you. but it was... I'm good. <laughs> Demon Manta Rays. Um, so pretty much after that, um, there's a lot of other difficult-to-pronounce names. Um, we got Belcheresque, which is a baller. Um, Demogorgon's right hand, apparently. Um, Major Enderin, a demon in command of a company of stone giant juju zombies. Uh, are any of this ringing a bell to you? Uh, no, because I, I didn't do any of the research. Oh, first. shit. Well, I'm just thinking maybe you've heard of these other names. I mean, it, it's very common for uh, demon lords to have Balors as their generals. So, oh, that's cool. You know, okay, Gorvash is a, a Glabrazu demon who serves Demogorgon as a spy. Um, War Secretary General Gromsfed the Drowned, a huge, uh, what is that, Cloricher? Um, fourth War Chief, who is the chief tactician of Demogorgon. Um, we have Saint Cargoth, the Betrayer, the first Death Knight, and one of Demogorgon's top generals. Then the first Death Knight. Are we doing Death Knights this October? We are. Nice. We're doing Death Knights this October. Actually, I'm the... actually surprised that he has a Death Knight in service of him, since Orcus is like the undead one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So there's there's a couple other weird things too. Um, well, let me go in order. Here's Kazul, the Exarch of Demogorgon, mm-hmm. and then here's the Archpriest Nulanga, an ancient worshiper. Uh, but this one. Roz Vanke, a female lich pirate and one of the best monster <laughs> creators. That's crea- badass. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. And one of the best monster creators in service of Demogorgon. Okay. So, like, he's got this, he's got pieces in oh, his yeah, arsenal yeah, for sure. Like, this is why him and Orcus are the most powerful. Not only are they both physically the most powerful, but they're the most well organized. They both have armies and generals. And, like, you know, like, Yinagu and Baphomet, they're just savage monsters that have hordes behind them. There's okay. no type of organization. You just know? like, charge. Yeah, charge. Charge and kill. But with, with Demogorgon and with Orcus, like, there is strategy. There's thought process that goes into this. There's a certain type of malevolent intelligence and organization to their chaotic destruction yeah i figured it only it can only go so far because it's based in like this chaotic realm or whatever it's like the embodiment of chaos so like who knows where these fools are with orcus it makes a little more sense because orcus uh used to be a human so he still has part of that like mentality where he's able to keep things organized demogorgon is impressive because he is a true blue demon um and and yet he still manages through sheer force of will to keep things organized. It's pretty impressive. So then we have a Therak or Theric. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a clone of Demogorgon, but one of the best <laughs> monsters he ever created. Like I've seen. Well, yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> Small me. It's like me. Yeah. Right. So I've seen this where like yeah. copies of Demogorgon are being made, like avatars That's of Demogorgon are being put out into the world, and they're so, they're probably getting slain. Mini Gorgon. Yeah, but it's they're wreaking havoc out there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I bet. Apparently, there's like there are human it's cults. Like uh, when Cell makes five mini cells. Oh yeah, Cell Junior. Yeah, like they're one fifth. Oh dude, yeah, they're Cell Junior. Yeah, they're one fifth strong. They're one fifth as strong, but one fifth of Demogorgon is way more Demogorgon than you want to deal with. So, <laughs> fuck yeah, that's, that's pretty 20%. cool. This is the coolest fact I've gotten from today's episode. So no, far. yes. Uh, the, uh, Ther- Therak is a dir- directly translated to English as Demogorgon Jr. 
No, of course. That <laughs> says it right here. Should have known. Weird. <laughs> um, is there any, the chief assistant of Demogorgon, Ulu Thurg, um, Bagramar, and Tetradarian are two generals of Demogorgon. Apparently, they're the clones of, of a demon lord, uh, Bagramar, and the clone of Hethrodiah, which is one of the heads. Interesting. Um, I guess they're just clones of his heads. Which is like something we kind of touched on earlier. But I'm interested in this clone thing. How are they cloning anything? The, I th- I guess like I don't really know. A dark the, ritual, I'm sure. But. Yeah, man. Demon Gorgon. So what's so what's Demon Gorgon's mo? What is his end goal? I mean, the death of the cosmos. I imagine. But yeah, I guess uh, to win the blood war, probably. Like I pretty I'm yeah. Pretty him and Orcus sure. are very involved in the blood war. Yeah, they're they're apparently they're they're kind of spearheading this thing with all these resources that they have yeah so definitely I, I, but at the same time they war directly with each other too yeah so they kind of like dude what are y'all doing in the in the abyss it's just about death and destruction and, and every time we talk about like yourself. goals of creatures like this yeah like this is essentially like an upscale beholder to me where they like it, you beat yourself. You're Doctor Doom right. and yourself. Well, I think uh, another part of it is is that remember that these are immortal beings. So, like for them, it's truly about the long game. Like they're not worried about now. <laughs> there is no they're short like, game. Yeah, there is no short game for them. It's like yeah, in thirty thousand years, like it, the 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 playing ground will be different. Yeah, you know I'll get I mean? there. Like yeah, I'll have my time. Day. So there's this real like dragging their feet kind of thing to it. Also, remember I said one of the things about these immortal beings is like they're pretty much invulnerable. Unless they fight each other directly, right? Which is why they never do that because, in the like, abyss. Because it's 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 uh, I mean, it's high risk, high reward. Like if you if Orcus and Demogorgon actually duke it out, one of them will win. Yeah, I mean, but they're so close in power that neither of them wants to take that risk because they're so used to not being at risk due to being so powerful that um, it it kind of makes them cowardly. You know what I mean? These immortal oh. beings. You know what I mean? Because uh, they're so used to like never having to risk anything that when it comes to actually risking something, they don't want to. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it, so. it might be the end of forever for them. Exactly. Apparently the birth of Demogorgon, as we know him today, like with the two split heads, uh, mm-hmm. I guess him and Orcus were fighting with some other demon Lords up in like the celestial plane somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I forgot the name of the God that does this, but they, they split Demogorgon down the middle oh, and shit. Orcus jumps in and saves him. Oh, and then the, the remaining, uh, the leftover from Demogorgon, like that's where he got cut, just healed that way. And now he's got two heads. Oh, so that's how he has two heads. I thought he was just born that way. No. He, uh, Why would Orcus save Demogorgon? They were fighting this guy. Oh, I don't know. It, there was a, interesting. There was a decent chunk of, of lore on it that I just totally forgot to put in these notes. Oh, but wow. I thought it would be worth mentioning from memory, even though well, like. We're going to do the Orcus episode at some point. I'm sure. It'll we'll talk about up. it then because yeah. it's a big battle. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I guess they're all they were all fighting together. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Do you have a? Is there are there any more questions I could try to answer about Demon Go Around for you? Um, I'm trying to think if there's any like points that we should have brought up that maybe we didn't. No, I think we're good. I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Like um, he's he's the prince of demons. He's you know arguably the most powerful of all demon lords. He's all about madness, chaos, and destruction. He's heavily involved in the blood war. He's got a rivalry with Orcus. Um, and he wants the cosmos to die in in black entropy. Yeah, and apparently he makes a lot of clones. Yeah, apparently he <laughs> he, you know, he has his own like clone conspiracy thing going on. Yeah, it's really weird. That's probably part of the risk factor for Demogorgon. Is like I'll just clone myself. <laughs> Why do I need to go anywhere? Right. It's, it's pretty ingenious. <laughs> well, um, I guess if you're good, well, then good. Let's, let's call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll All talk right. to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Do you have any holy water or like a spell of restoration? Uh, <laughs>
Dungeon Cast. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.